Hey guys, it's Josh. And it's Marie Elena. And you're listening to the Game Made Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See how awesome. I, did, I did that? Yeah. See how I did that real quick. I was like, she Yay. typically fucking does it. Therefore, I want to get it in real quick. Oh, you got it in, bitch. You got it in. Uh, just the tip, though. Just the tip. <laughs> oh, just the tip. Just the tip. Ah. So tonight, we is going to talk Hold about... Hold on. Side note. Oh. Side, oh, side note. I'm going to tell you a side note. I got complaints that you keep saying tonight. Excuse me? Yeah. Complaints? I had people complain about how you continue to say tonight because I launched these in the morning. I'm going to leave all this in, by the way. Um, yeah. Well, good morning to you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, I don't understand why she says tonight. I'm like, because well, typically, because recording. Because <laughs> typically uh, we record it tonight. Um, I think your comment is stupid. Hmm. That's all I have to say about that. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. See, now that's what I'm going to do. That's going to be my new intro. Done and done. So every time that we started off, I'm going to say, well, this morning, this afternoon, and good night. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. I don't care. Um, so, so this episode. This episode, this morning, this afternoon, and good night. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to see how long we can get that going. Okay. Um, we are going to be discussing dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interpretation of dreams, some ones that you and I have shared with each other, some vivid dreams, mm-hmm. um, and also our uh, visit to the psychic and our psychic readings. So clutch your purses, ladies and gentlemen, because oh. we are going to take a deep, deep dive, real deep into the and, supernatural and into, and to, and into our psyche, which is already fucked, but yeah. you know, why not add a little twist to it? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so do you remember when your love for psychics and love for everything, dreams and every, just everything about the supernatural, do you remember when that love started? So first, let me, let me start with my dreams. I've always felt have meant something. Mm -hmm. Um, I can remember dreams that are over a decade old that are just as vivid and could give me chills right now. Like, Oh my God, I I see them. Yeah. Like I I see them on your arm. Honestly, like I, I cannot wait to tell you about those dreams. So I've always felt that dreams may not necessarily mean anything for like your past, present, and future, meaning like, you know, what you can foresee or what a premonition may be coming. But I always feel that there's meaning behind them that if you kind of dissect it, Mm -hmm. you can see exactly like what is going on in your subconscious, if that makes sense at all. Yeah, Um, totally. Now, as far as the psychic, and you know this, and I'm going to share with our listeners, I was completely like, this is bullshit. And (laughs) I was all about it being bullshit for a really long time because Josh was going to see um, a psychic or or have a reading um, before I even had started. So it's not something that he and I did together. It was something that he introduced me to. You know, and I figured he might as well introduce me to something. I introduced him to all my sex stories and and whatnot so early on that, you know, <laughs> me, at least he could show me a thing or two and was like, I hey, mean, come with me to the psychic. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, here's my puss. Yeah. And I'm here's like, my, hey, my here's thing. my psychic. Oh, man. What a tit for tat. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so 
So, yeah, so I was really apprehensive. Um, I did go into it with the clearest of mind that I could. Yeah. Um, so I would probably say my love for them really started when I went with you. And I actually, my first reading was with you and Alex. Yeah. If we go way back when, and then you and I were going. So yeah. that's when I would probably say, just because I enjoyed it and it, it very much just... Uh, I don't know. It, it kind of gave me some clarity and and things yeah. to think about. So That's yeah, cool. how about for you? How about for you? Like, did it start before even Alex? Did Alex introduce you? How did that start for you? So mine from the womb. My mom was always always that type of person. Like, I don't know if you know this, but I don't, and maybe the listeners will. Um, so there was this like old white woman psychic that was on Montel named Sylvia Brown and she was like this world renowned psychic and she had like a really deep voice and really long nails and um <clears throat> but she was always on Montel and my mom had always had this like interest my my aunt um my 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 uh mom's sister she um is was very big into tarot and she was big into reiki and all of that stuff so it's something that was pretty kind of in my realm pun intended, um, for, I mean, since birth. So I've always found it extremely, can you hear that? Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> what, what was I saying? Um, about mom, mom and Montel Williams. Oh yeah. Mom, Montel Williams. It was just a very big thing in my realm. And so I've always grown up around it. I've grown up and I just, I find it really fascinating. I do believe that there's an afterlife. I do believe in ghosts. I've seen ghosts personally, you know, I have had those dreams where dead people come to me in my dreams and I've been able to stop things based on what's told to me in these dreams. Yeah, I mean, it's just something that I've always, always, always found extremely interesting. Um, it's kind of my backstory. So what do you want to dive into first? Like your first reading, your first reading, like after mom died, what do you, where do you want to take that? Um, I can tell you the first time I had a dream where I knew my mom was there. Okay. So after mom had passed yeah, so and she was coming to you. Okay. My mom is dead. If you didn't know, I hope you know <laughs> now. I have that weird sense of, I'm sorry guys, if you're not there yet in your, in your healing process, but I have a really fucked up sense of humor when it comes to my mom's passing now. Um, as does Maria Elena and, and any other friends. After my mom passed away, I had this um, this dream that I I still remember, and it was I'm um, shit. She'll be dead eight years, I think, this year. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, I just remember us. It was me. I I was in in my house that I grew up in, and it was a U shaped house. Um, and my room was on one end, and her room was on the other. And she kept calling me. I was like Josh, 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 and I would run back, and she'd be like, I need this, and then. She, I would go back to my room and then I need this and I'd give her that. And then she'd go back to my room. Um, and then finally I went, I heard my name and I went in there, but she wasn't in there. Her bed was there. Her hospital bed was there, but she was not in it. And it was just kind of like a black room with the spotlight on the hospital bed. And <clears throat> I remember looking around and she's standing right next to me. And she's like, look, Josh, I can stand. I can, you know, I can, I can move. I can walk. She's like, look who's here. And it was my dog that had died, Pepper. And she, Pepper like jumped up and was in her arms. And she was like, look who's here. Look, look, look. And I 
was just like, okay. You know, it was very, yeah, it was very. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why did you have to say okay like that, though? That's like, exactly okay. what it was in the dream. I was just like, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just. But she was like, look who's here. Look who's here. And I was just like, okay. And so she was just like, no, you don't get it. You don't understand. So I started to walk off and I started to walk towards my room again. And she followed me and she was like, Josh, you don't understand. Like, look, I'm not in pain. She started jumping and she started like twirling. And she was like, I can, I'm out of my bed. Like I can dance and I can twirl and I can, you know, I'm jumping like, and it doesn't hurt. Like I'm okay. Um, Side note, my mom was bedridden for about a year and a half before she died. Yeah. She was like, look, I can do this. And I was, again, it was very much like, okay. And then she was like, okay, well, I have to go now. But know that I'm I'm always going to be here with you. Like, I'm okay. I need you to understand that I'm okay. She just kept repeating, like, you have to know that I'm okay. Like, I need you to remember this. I need you to remember that I'm, I'm okay and I'm going to be with you. And then she, she left. She disappeared. Pepper left and so, she left. I think it's so interesting how, and again, for, for the listeners who are listening um, this morning, this afternoon, or this evening... <laughs> you're an idiot i don't care for me and again depending on how you interpret things like when i hear that dream so again you have people who are believers that the dreams are possibly people speaking to us you know it's their way of communication I like I want to believe in that sometimes like in listening to your story and you know i i I wanted to give my feelings on it Mm -hmm. It's it's like I so much want to believe that mom like was really trying to say like listen I'm okay and this is her way of coming through. Yeah. Then there's also like there that's the yeah. like emotional side of me. Then there's, then the there's realist. The lo- correct. Yeah. And then there's like the realist logical side of my brain that tells me this is the way that you are able to cope. Yeah. Like you needed to hear from mom that yeah. she was no longer in pain because you heard from mom for so long about how long she was in pain. Yeah. And for the listeners who have listened to the past episodes, um, Josh has even shared when, you know, mom was like, listen, I'm I'm done fighting. Like she was in so much pain um, when the cancer had came back. Do you remember? I mean, well, obviously Josh remembers, but no, I don't so remember that part of my story. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Cliff notes, but no, for but for those that are listening, how mom was very much like, I I don't want to do this again. Like I I don't want to fight anymore. I am in so much pain. So to me, that logical part of my brain tells me like. That is how you were able to, and again, I don't even want to use the word teal deal. I want to use more so of cope. I want to use more so of grieving. That was your process to me. I, I hear you. And I, know, I, and I, I, know. And I no, no, no. I thought, and I, well, the thing is, is I thought that too, but I've had other instances where it just was too, like in that instance, like in my mom's dream, I knew it was her. I felt it. I knew it. You couldn't tell me it. I, you know, I would fight with you for the rest of my life trying to explain to you how I felt. And it was, but I'll give you another example. And this is how I know that when this stuff comes through, it's real. My mom's best friend at the time, I'm not going to give names on this one, but we'll say her best friend died. And so that 
that friend to me was like a second mom to me. Um, so I took it pretty hard and I was already in Florida at the time when she passed. And when I was growing up, she was there and we, we connected on a bunch of stuff, you know, a bunch, a bunch of different stuff, but she always knew that I was interested in like the, the afterlife and stuff like that. So when she died, <clears throat> I was like, Oh, she's going to come through, you know? Cause I'm like, she knows, she knows. And I, I've loved stuff like this. So one random night, and this was uh, about a year later, one random night I'm sleeping and I have a dream. And I remember this dream like it was yesterday. These are the only two dreams that I can tell you vividly exactly what happened. It was this, no, there's three, there is three. But in this, in this particular dream, I was at uh, this person's house and she was talking. She was like, hey, how you doing? Just like she always did. And she was just like, can you, can you hear me? And I was like, yeah, I can see you. I hear you. How you doing? She was like, well, I'm, you know, not in pain. It was very, very casual conversation. And again, I would be, if I was you, you know, it would be like, well, you needed to hear that. Until, until she said this. And she said, I need you to tell my family because you're the only one that can actually hear me. I need you to tell my family to watch this person. She's doing something behind the scenes that's trying and it's, it's going to fuck up something. So I, I was like, okay. And she repeated it. She was like, no, I need you to, I really need you to hear me say this. You need to tell so-and-so about this person. This person is doing something behind the scenes that nobody knows about. Okay, fine. So I go to my mom and I'm like, hey mom, I had a, you know, I had a dream about so-and-so. And do you know who this person is? She said, yeah, she's related to her. This is her relation. I said, well, I had a dream. She came to me. She said, I needed to watch so-and-so. We're going to say her name is Wilma. You need to watch Wilma um, because she's doing something behind the scenes. Come to find out when they started to dig a little deeper, Wilma was going to the court system to try to take back some grandkids that would have shaken up the entire unit. And they were able to stop it based on that. That makes sense. I mean, I, I, yeah, because that wouldn't be information that you would have been privy to. I I get it. I don't. And the thing, the, the, and again, the only reason I like feel that this one was particularly real was because I didn't even know this Wilma person existed. Yeah. I, she was never part of my realm and I was a teenager. No, I get it. See, for me, I, mine, I feel like mine are just very emotional. Like you, there's three that stick out in my mind. Very vivid. The first one, which was really weird, so was my father. That was the first time that I had a very vivid dream like that. But my dream was in black and white. And I want to say maybe it was taking place like in the 40s. Don't understand that at all. And I'm walking down the street and... um, I'm walking, I guess, maybe past like a a movie theater or God knows what. I don't even know. And I'm walking past and then me and the man that I'm with, who's not my father, we get into line. And then the man behind us is my father. And the thing is, is in my dream, I recognize that he's someone. I just don't know who he is in my dream. I just know that I know who this man is. Right. And everything is black and white. Whoever I'm with, and I don't, I never see a face, it's just like a tall figure, basically 
bundles me up in his coat, you know, like one of those like real cheesy fucking movies, mm-hmm. like, you know, where the guy's like, come here. And then they put like the coat around you. Mm-hmm. And I turn and I look at the man who is my father. I don't recognize him in my dream as my father, but again, it is my father. And the only thing that is in color is his tie and his tie is blue. Right. And I know it's very cold and I'm waiting in line to go into a theater. I'm waiting in line to go to a concert. I'm going in line to a dinner. I don't know what I'm in line for. All I remember is like, there's lights. It was very like 1940s feeling 19. Yeah. Like late 1940s. And I turn, I see the man who's my father and I keep thinking in my dream, I know you, I know you. Why do I know you? And like I said, the only color is his blue tie. It makes no sense. Okay. So wasn't have anything to do with mourning anyone. Don't know what the blue tie signifies. You Don't better know be who- a time traveler. I know, right? Um, all I know is I looked amazing. Like it was like, I, I knew I looked amazing in my dream. So it was a dream. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely a dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I never see the man who I'm with. I only see my father. <laughs> Screw you. Just so you guys know, there's a noise coming out of my body <laughs> when I open my mouth. This is such a fucking, I don't know where this podcast is going anymore, but since I've had my, my weight loss surgery, you can hear every gurgle from my gut and it's not a belch. It literally is me opening up my mouth and it just goes. So if you hear that randomly, yes, I'm going to identify it as me. Yes. It is my little tiny stomach now speaking. And it has a mind of its own moving (laughs) forward. Um, So that was my dream about my dad. Now, the dream about my mom um, was after she had passed. And I'm in, I want to say it's like a assisted living facility. My mother was never in an assisted uh, living facility. My mother was literally living on her own um, until I, until the night that I, called the uh the uh paramedics and from that point she went from the hospital into hospice so it was very quick but for some reason i feel like i was going into an assisted living and i go in and they direct me to her room and there she is and she's sitting down and she looks amazing she looks like my mom Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm basically yelling and i'm like i thought you were gone like I can't believe that you're here. This this has all been a nightmare. And I and I know I'm saying this to her. And I remembered very vividly in the dream because I was very worked up about this. Because all I kept thinking to myself was, oh my God, I just I how did I just wake up from this nightmare? And my mother's actually here and she's been here. And I'm freaking out in the dream and she's looking at me and she is just like, I'm I'm not here. I'm not. She was like, I'm just here right now. And then I'm begging her to stay. I'm, I'm emotional in the dream. When I woke up, I was hysterically crying to the point that I had to jot all of the, the, mem- the uh, dream down. So I, I could always have it fresh. But again, it's so fresh in my mind, like it just happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm ta- talking to her and I'm saying, you know, 
mom, please just come back with me. Like, let, let's leave. We don't have to be here. And she's like, I can't leave. So I then turn to her and I'm like, well, I'm coming with you. And she's like, you can't. She's like, you, you can't. And I, again, I don't know how long the dream is. The dream felt like it went on for a very long period of time. Again, research says that it's only like 10 seconds. Um, but in the dream, it was just a lot of arguing, which is kind of stupid and ridiculous, but I'm, I'm arguing with her because I want her to leave. I want her to come with me. And then when she tells me she can't come with me, I'm telling her I'm going to stay with her. And she's telling me I can't. And if you know me, like I can't, I won't is like not part of like my vocabulary. So of course I'm getting more and more upset in the dream. And then like, finally she was just like, I have to go, but you will see me again. And I love you, but I have to go and you cannot come with me. And I remember just feeling like so crushed and so devastated that I'm tearing up now. And I mean, I was hysterical when the dream actually happened because all I kept thinking to myself is like, here was my chance. Here she, here she was in my dream. Like, like I said, like an assisted living, but she didn't look like frail or, 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 you know, she looked the way that. I always picture her in my mind. Even when she got sick, my mother always have a certain image Mm -hmm. in my mind. And that's how she looked in the dream. And I just could not wrap my head around or comprehend, A, why she couldn't come with me, and B, why I couldn't go with her. And of course, again, the logical part of my brain is telling me, like, that's, that's a natural confliction. She can't come back because she's gone, and I can't go with her because I'm not dead. So yes, logically in my mind, that's how I play it out. But the emotional part of me to, to hear my mother say like that, she'll see me again, but not now, and I have to go. And it was very, very adamant like I had to go, which kind of like in retrospect kind of scares me because like she was very adamant that I had to go, which makes me feel like, was I like on the brink of death? Like, was she just like, Oh, you got to go back and like trying to push me back into the the living realm. I don't know. It's weird. I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. Yeah, I'm just telling you that this was, this was my dream. And again, it just. So do you feel, so do you feel that that was your mom? Again, emotionally, I would love to say it was my mom. You know what I mean? Like I would love yeah, but like to. even like logically, what it's did you need brain. logically from that though? Who right? knows? Like maybe it was just to that wasn't going to give you comfort. It didn't give me comfort, but in a way, it did because I got to see her again. Yeah. the 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 conflict more so was that she couldn't come with me, and I couldn't go with her. But my brain and the way that I think. That does kind of make sense. And you know me pretty much better than anybody else. Like, let's just think about that for a moment. If there's going to be an... Yeah, exactly. Who are (laughs) you? Why am I doing this? Where am I? Who is Um, this? What's happening? Is this the new Zoom? (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how my brain works. I can see that totally being a a Maria Elena conflict in my own head. Like I can't bring her back and I can't go with her. And there I, and then I kind of push it onto her plate and make her the bad guy to be like, yep, I can't go with you and you can't come with me. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it's, it's. I do. I mean, I get it. Again, I still feel. I know you do. I know. I, I know. feel it is. I feel it is just based on the research that I've done and based on what I know and how much I know, because I've, you know, studied the shit for so long. 
that I do. I do feel I've, maybe there is some truth to like the logical side of it for for sure. But I think you know I've always been told, and I I truly believe that when we die, we go to our prime. Like that's where our spirit goes. That's where our prime is. And like with my mom, like what in that in in that um, dream that I had with her, she was she was in her prime. You know, she was yeah. exactly how I envisioned. I didn't see her decrepit. I didn't see her, you know, anything. It was it was my mom. You know, she had her big poof in her hair and. She was there and, she, you know, she was a, a Southern woman. Yeah. So I just, I just wish, but see, this is where to me, if it is, if it is them, you know, our moms mm-hmm. and, and again, my third one is my grandfather. So that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother level of crazy. But if that's the case, I think then what upsets me even more is that she doesn't come visit me every night. Again, you and I are in different places as far as like you know our healing and and whatnot but like for me i would honestly be more comforted if she would come visit me then every day i think think, and i think she does essentially visit you more than you know i just don't think you're at a place where you can recognize it well, I I want her to be in a dream where I could. Talk oh, to I don't her. know what you want from me. I'm not her. I'm just I'm just telling I'm just telling you. What All right. I do well, want April, it. if you're listening, you know because we I have need all a the dream tonight. People listening, we need a this dream. morning, this afternoon, and this evening. <laughs> need I need a dream. <laughs> but yeah, you know. So again, it's just. I want to believe, and, and again, I don't know how our viewers feel. Please, viewers, if you've had dreams what like viewers? that, they're not you know, oh, whatever listeners. listeners whatever. Listen, between your tonight and your viewers, bitch, you're on a whole nother platform. <laughs> you're on NBC, <laughs> about to start your fucking talk show. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck you are, bitch. I don't know. Well, I'm in Texas. You're in Florida. Well, just you know, so we could be really transparent, I mean, Ellen did just cancel her show. I know. So, I mean, there's your dreams. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> your fucking I would dream love being that. A talk show. You're, yeah, you'll never, never. <laughs> never no. going to happen. Yeah, but... No, I don't know if they're ready for uh, a My period. eyes now. <laughs> That's your mom. <laughs> I don't know if the America's are ready for an aggressive Jewish woman to yell at them for an hour. <laughs> I think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I am. Um, but anyway, so yes, that's, that's, those are the dreams, you know, like I said, I, I had one about my grandfather, but that one was like a million years ago. And again, just very random. And I mean, a lot of it is just very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very like a lot of symbolism. Yeah, like it was yeah. my grandfather on like sand. Like, I mean, where the fuck were we Israel? Like I've never been, but it was just like all fucking sand. And then he, and then I'm trying to walk towards him. And as I'm walking on this hot fucking sand, I start walking on glass and then my feet start to bleed. And like, I can see the glass. I can see the blood. And instead of just stopping where I'm at and be like, Hey, pop pop, which is what I called him. You know, come here, I keep walking in the glass and the sand, and he like just keeps getting farther and farther away. He was like, uh, this bitch crazy. She tried to walk on glass. <laughs> I gotta go. Pop, I could have been out. like Jesus and try to walk on water. The like, fuck? Pop up. Shit, that would have been nice. <laughs> pop up said, uh-uh, bitch. She the exorcist. 
<laughs> if I would have offered. But yeah, like crazy fucking dream. Like that's So do you do you remember not to cut you off, but do you remember like the first time so you say that I introduced you to like psychics. And you know, psychics are very big in my in my life. And I, you know, I, I have one on on speed dial if I need to get to her. Do you remember like your first reading? Because I, you said it was with me and Alex. I honestly, I don't remember, but I've also yep. had countless. Yep. So my first reading was with you and Alex, and it was somewhere. It was. It was Dunedin. The, it was that yep. store. It was the old location, though. Okay. So I remember going and I had Eli with me and Eli was in the car seat and you guys had to watch Eli while I went back there. Yep. And I remember going back there and her telling me, she was like, someone's trying to come through that, you know, really liked clocks. And I was like, and my mother was still alive during this point. So like, it definitely wasn't my mom. I'm like, okay. And she was just like, I believe it's your father. I'm thinking to myself, I don't remember my father liking clocks. So I'm like, "Mm, I'm already skeptical. Of course, like I try to like course correct her, like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) true story. Cause I'm like, get me, bitch. Yeah. I'm like, let me, let me try and get you on the right path, girl. Like, you want to tell me some shit? You better get, let's move you over. So I'm like, do you mean my grandfather? I was like, cause my grandfather liked clocks. And she's like, no, it's definitely your father. And then she's like, she tells me, she was like, how come you don't talk to him more often? I was like, the fuck? I was like, what the what the fuck am I supposed to say? He's like, Yeah. And so of course <laughs> I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, and actually at this point, no joke, like I'm just getting upset, right? Because well, I'm this like was when Amira Realina was rowdy. <laughs> I was still I was still a little rowdy. Yeah, I mean, she's true. still rowdy now, but she was like street rowdy back then. Yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? And she was just like, well, he's upset because you don't try to think about him or talk to him. I'm thinking to myself, like, I literally have nothing to say. And so I guess one of the things that made me like a believer, again, that that was then and that was very, uh, it was still very skeptical. Things started to change, especially more so from a comforting standpoint once my mother had passed. But anyway, going back to my first reading, I really never tried to like reach out, we'll say, to my father um, via the the realm of whatever the fuck, you know, the afterlife. Um, and my father and I didn't have the greatest relationship when he passed away. And when I do say passed away, my father committed suicide. Uh, my father took his service revolver and went into the hospital and went into the bathroom and committed suicide. So, and, and no, I'm, I'm not one of these people that are like, Oh my God, you know, suicide is such a coward's way out. And, you know, you leave everybody, you know, and and they're the ones that suffer. Like, listen, I, I, and and this is going to start a whole debate, but I'm just going to say it quick and then shut it down. People who are in a lot of pain, physical pain, and even mental pain that can't get the help that they need, and if that is the the choice that they make, it's their choice. Same way that I believed in Dr. Kevorkian, you know, people that had diseases that were never going to be cured, living in pain, like when people are done, they're done. My father was done. 
Um, so moving from that, so my father did commit suicide. You know, of course, there were a lot more questions than there were answers, but I mean, there, there wasn't a whole lot that I could do. Like, death is done. Like, there is no coming back. But yes, I never really did try to reach out to my father, like, in my heart and my mind to try and, you know, reach out to him. Uh, unlike my mother, who I'm always open to receiving a message, an email, a fucking phone call, a fucking a dream. A phone call. I, I'll take anything. Um, but again, you know, I had different relationship with both of my parents. Doesn't mean yeah. I didn't love my father. It just means I loved him differently than I loved my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, that was my first reading. And I remember just thinking to myself when I left, like, what the fuck was that? What did I just spend my money on? <laughs> Why did Josh just... bring me here? What See, we need fuck? to do, we need to end this friendship. <laughs> <laughs> but it got better. And and I did go and continued to go. And even when Josh was here in town, we made it a point to go. Mm-hmm. You know, So it's, it, it, it is part of our ritual and our thing. It is. It absolutely is. Honestly, I can't remember like my very first reading because I've, I honestly have had so many. But I will say with my experiences, like you take everything with a grain of salt, you know, and I've had, I've had experiences, especially with some of the ones um, over the last, I'm going to say eight to eight to 10 years. Cause that's how long I've been going. Um, I mean, they've been able to, you know, kind of call, major things in my life. I remember when I was getting ready to leave uh, the one who has no name um, and try to make the decision of like, should I stay in Tampa or should I move to Texas? I went and had a reading secretly. Like nobody knew that I had a reading and I went by myself and I was literally, I sat down and she said, something's on your mind. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. She was like, you're about to move. And I was like, bitch, you don't know my life. And she was like, well, let's find out where you're about to move. I was like, okay. So I literally sat down. She started doing the cards. And she said, you're about to move in with a um, with a Leo male. And the one who has no name was not that. And she was like, do you know a Leo male? I said, Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. How said, did you how did you say that? Like, I'm sorry. Do you know a Leo male? Please, could you just repeat that one more time? Yes. Um, <laughs> and she was she was like, "Well, you're about to move in with him." Um, and it was actually right after that session that I called my dad and said I'm moving to Texas, and then started the downhill of my friendship with Maria Elena. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yep, pretty much. So, I'm a, I'm a, which which psychic was this? I'm a stab a bitch. <laughs> I'm a cough up a motherfucking razor blade. Well, we saw her when I was back there, so I'm gonna get her. <laughs> I'm gonna get her and her British accent. Her British accent. She's British. She's amazing, is what she is. Mm. Um. Anyways, long story short, I have had many encounters with uh, with psychics. I love them. I think they're just so fascinating. I've definitely not meshed with all of them. Um, like I had a reading down here and I was like, bitch, I don't like you. Like, we're not vibing. I don't believe you. I don't see you. We're just not part of it. You know, not everybody's real. Not everybody is, but there are, you know, I believe there are people out there with a gift and I've been fortunate enough to find people that I've come encounter with that actually have, you know, the gift that I believe and have been, you know, 
pretty, pretty amazing in, in my life. And, you know, just the experiences that I've had and have kind of helped guide me towards um, a better life, which I'm in a place now where I can say I do have a better life. So, yeah. So listeners, we want to hear from you. Do you believe in psychics? Do you have dreams that you want to tell us about? Please tell us. Call me now. Call me now for your free reading. Oh, don't do that. She's dead now. That's racist. I have to edit that. (laughs) No, it's not. It was so not racist. We're talking about she is one of like when I most think of iconic, most iconic. Because I can she's remember. She's dead though. I think. I think she's okay. Dead so now. what? So what? I did a great impression, but I mean, this, I thought she was here. I'm telling you, she's behind you, Miss Chloe. Um, with her, first of all, that's not her name. What's her name, Miss Chloe? Yes, I was. What's her name? Cleo. Cleo. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Have you called me out for every week and you're like, I'm Miss Chloe. Like, no. What are you, it's a Kardashian? <laughs> that's right, Miss Chloe. Miss Cleo. Oh, it's Miss Cleo. How are we doing, children? Now call Can you me not now do that? Free I'm not, I have to edit all of <laughs> No, you don't. You're an idiot. It's Okay, guys, fun. I am going to leave this in. I don't want to hear any shit. If you want to cancel her, <laughs> cancel her. I will start my own thing, and I will be the gay mate by myself. <laughs> that was Maria Elena. She lives in Florida. That was <gasps> Josh. Oh, my God. They're going to come and... Oh, they're going to find you, bitch. They're going to find you, bitch. You know, these people are nuts. <laughs> and by these people, I didn't mean a specific place. I just meant people on the internet. Yeah, no, it sounded racist. I think it was racist. <laughs> we're not having... No, we're not doing this. We're, I'm going to end it right now. So, listeners, if you, <laughs> you want to share some stories, email us at gaymatepodcast at gmail.com. You can Instagram us at, at gaymatepodcast. Facebook, we're the same. It's just us. Send us messages. We have crazy episodes coming up soon. Um, and I mean, as we continue this, I'll continue to promote my episode of My 600 Pound Life, and it's coming. You're an idiot. You're <laughs> such an idiot. It's coming, and Maria Elena, she will be my skinny legend, and that's a new <laughs> spinoff on TLC. <laughs> oh my God. We have lost all control. Just all control. It's been a long fucking day. I'm exhausted. Um, So anyways, guys, until next time, we will talk to you later. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.